You're going to see more of this. Well, let me make a statement to y'all. This may sound a little wild to y'all. When I came here to Apopka, you know, I was 30 years of age. I was about Justin's age, and it took me a little while to grow into the shoes I wear. I am the longest standing pastor in, in Apopka. Our church has been through heaven and hell. And through it, God has taught me and groomed me a lot. I think my best days are ahead of me. Because I had the anointing then, now I have gray hair and the anointing. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean by that? That means I've done enough stupid to write volumes on how not to do this job. I believe that God is going to start raising up young men and young women that are going to go out and preach the gospel out of this church. And starting the Bible school that I started is just, a, is just one part of that. If you're in it, God bless you. Uh, we got a great days ahead of us, and I'm proud of you guys that are in there and you're sticking. The ones of you that aren't, where are you? But uh, anyway, I just believe that God's going to use this church in a mighty way. I don't believe that I'm the only church. I just believe I'm the best one. Amen. There has to be a second somewhere. No, I'm, I'm, I'm partly joking. No, I actually do. I actually do believe this is probably one of the best churches in, that I've ever been into. Because I went to a lot of other churches before and I didn't like any of them. And I thought, well, if you don't like them, start your own, you know. And, and so I believe that a church should be real strong in the Word and the Spirit, not just Holy Ghost. We don't run aisles every... Now, when Mark Hankins come, get ready to put on your running shoes. You're going to run. You're going to march and run and jump and holler and shout and get full of God. And then when you come back, and we'll get full of God some Sundays, and some days you just get full of the Word. Because if you don't have the Word of God with all that power, you're just a mess. Amen. So having said that, hallelujah, give him a hand one more time. Look at these two guys. Now, I'm going to say something to Lenny's wife because we brought her up here. When I married Lisa, I made a statement to her. I said, it'll take more faith being married to me than not. She had no idea what I meant. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I married a great Assembly of God girl who grew like crazy being married to me. And she has filled the shoes greatly. And so, um, you know, we don't ordain people unless they're full time. But I'm going to tell you something. These two are partners in ministry. He needs her and she needs him. And, and they complement one another. Amen. Amen. So anytime a man goes into ministry, his wife goes whether he likes it or not. She's going. Amen. Whether she likes it or not. Are y'all ready for the word? Well, y'all need to get more excited than that. By the way, I've got this um, ordination, and I'm going to show you guys this thing. I'm gonna let, I was going to frame it, and I thought, let him frame it himself, because he may not like well, the way I do stuff. So anyway, this is a certificate, and the anointing's not on the paper. <laughs> Lenny, I love you. You are going to be one awesome guy. Your best day. You're fixing to increase. Hallelujah. Well, where's my notes? Get your Bible out and go to Jude chapter 1. There's only one chapter. And I'm going to preach a sermon this morning called, I am your cup of coffee. Put that on the screen. I want everybody to see this. I am your cup of coffee. And how many of you know where I got it? Mary Fran. 
The other night we were in here and I'm sitting on the front row and Dr. Varallo is preaching and I know what she said was pure Holy Ghost because she doesn't talk like that. I've known her for almost 30 years and I know how she talks. And she said, I'm your cup of coffee. And I said, that's a t-shirt. And I've got uh, the department in there. Nikki is right now making me a t-shirt called I'm your cup of coffee. And I wanted to put Jude 120 underneath it. And what, and this, you know, we, as we read our Bibles, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the resurrection. And we know that Jesus talks about who he is. But rarely do we ever hear the Holy Ghost say, I'm. But the other night, he said, I'm your cup of coffee. Now, why would he make that statement? Well, we live in America, and if you're anything like me, I wake up in the morning, and I, I love good coffee. And I don't always like buying it from Starbucks, so Justin bought me a coffee maker that I grind my own beans to the, the degree I want them ground, fine, medium, whatever. And then I have in my pot the temperature I want the water to be because I love making good coffee. Now, Lisa created something, and I call it Lisa Bistro. She takes her coffee and her cream and put it in the, in the um, what's that? The Nutribullet and froths it and turns my dollar cup of coffee into a $5 cup of coffee. <laughs> And it tastes like Starbucks, you know. And so we sit in the morning, and when we get up, we get our coffee. We go in the living room, and we spend time, because if you don't spend that time in the morning, it's gone. You've got to get a hold of the things of God early before you get out of the house, because the day will take over. So we get up in the morning, and we go in there, and we read our Bibles, and we pray together. And so when the Holy Ghost said that, I'm your cup of coffee, because many of us have this saying, man... I just can't get started. I need a cup of coffee. In other words, physically, we're using the caffeine to kick our day off. But the Holy Ghost said, I'm your cup of coffee. In other words, you want your day to kick off? You're going to need to get with me. And so he's calling us to spend time in the Holy Ghost in the morning before we leave our house because we need that kick to get started every day. Now I'm going to read to you from the book of Acts. Go, now I'm doing this um, even though it may appear simple to you, the sermon today. It may appear simple. Don't take it as simple, it isn't. It's actually quite deep. Um, rivers that are muddy don't, aren't necessarily deep. The ones that are clear, they, don't, they look shallow till you get in them. I, I walked in a river one time and I thought it was about three feet deep and I went in over my head and I went, that thing is 15 feet deep. And I could see fish and everything and it, just because you can see the bottom does not mean it's shallow. And just because something seems simple does not mean it is. All right, Jude chapter one, the reason I say chapter one is the computer back there does not know 20. Anyway, people looking up Jude on the computer, they, there's no Jude 20. 120. But I want to start with verse uh, 17. You, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. Are you serious? Do you think we're there? Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
These are sensual persons who cause division not having the Spirit. Now, the Spirit there is not talking just about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but he's talking about the Spirit or the, or the new birth. Now, Kenneth Hagin made a statement when I was at Ramah, and we need to reiterate it. He says the world needs Jesus, but the church needs the Holy Ghost. If there's one thing the church has been missing over the years, it is the person of the Holy Ghost. That's not a denominational doctrine. That's Bible. The Holy Ghost is not a bird. He's God. So if you want to know that we, do we preach Jesus? Yes. Do we preach God the Father? Yes. Do we preach Holy Ghost? Yes, we do. And we don't stuff Him in the back room so that if you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost, we take you off someplace because we don't want anybody to know we're tongue-talking, devil-chasing holy rollers. I'm not ashamed of the God the Holy Ghost. Without Him, I couldn't do what I'm doing, neither could the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. So if there was years when I, when I first took this church that we were considered in the eyes of denominational Christians in Apopka a cult because we spoke in tongues. I think those days are long gone. I think most people have woke up and realized that even Billy Graham speaks in tongues. Amen. A lot of other people have been tongue talkers and nobody's ever said a lot about it. But I think it's time for us to talk a whole lot more about the person of the Holy Spirit. So I want to read the next scripture and I want you to pay attention. You beloved, talking to you as a Christian, build yourselves up. That would indicate that there's times you're down. Now we're going to get into this real deep. We make a big deal out of the fact that the greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And even though God is on the inside of us and we ought to be walking in a lot more power, we are not. What is the disconnect in the church and why is it some days you're on your game and other days you're not on your game and why is it some churches are dead and other churches are not? You know, I've, been, I've, I've looked at fireplaces before that got logs in and there ain't no fire in there. And I've been to churches where there's just a bunch of logs and there ain't no fire. And I've been to churches where it's just smoking. And then I've been in churches where the, where the logs are blazing. And this happens to be one of them. So he makes a statement here would indicate that it's very possible for you to be down or up. Now we talk about this. You, when we're talking about be being filled, and we'll get into that, that means you could be empty and you could be full. Or you can be weak and you can be strong in the Lord. That means that it's very possible for you at any time during your life to be at one of these places, either, either empty or full or either down or up. But we think we're waiting on God, and I've been guilty of this in my time of being down, praying and asking God to get me up. And the only way he ever told you to get back up was for you to get full of the Holy Ghost by praying in tongues. Now, let's talk about tongues for just a minute. The most unruly part of you and the biggest problem you've ever had in your life is that thing under your nose called a tongue. The Bible says it is unruly and full of poison. If God ever wants to straighten your life out, he's going to have to get a hold of that wagon problem of yours. Okay, I'm going to preach over here for a minute. 
So God decided when he filled you with the Holy Ghost to give God access to your tongue. If the tongue is the rudder, I think God wants to get a hold of that thing and take you places you've never been before. This is called tongues. Now the reason that I'm preaching this sermon is that even though many of us in this room are filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues, we don't pay that much attention to it. Not enough. Because if you can build yourself up by praying in tongues, that would mean that if you're full of God, you're going to look, walk, and talk, and act like Jesus. And that isn't necessarily so in the body of Christ today. But it's probable, it's very possible for it to be. So people look at me and they go, I'm waiting on a revival. God's waiting on you. You have everything you need for a mighty move of God inside of you. But are we taking advantage of it? I'm going to tell you we're not. Now, a while ago, I did something, and I'm going to do it again in the next few minutes. I want to ask this church to go with me that during our worship services, we have times where we go back like good charismatics and start singing and praying in tongues. I mean, if they're going to accuse us of it, we might as well do it. Now, here's what I found. Don't get mad at me. Just don't throw anything at me. I found out that during the worship service, if I start singing in tongues, everybody stops and listens to me. I wonder what language that is he's singing. Are you all out there? I'm being serious. Because your flesh has not become accustomed to not being in control. Now, when's the last time you started praying in tongues and your mind was going, what language is that? That sounds funny. How long are we going to be doing this? I don't have any idea what you're doing. It says you build yourself up. I don't feel nothing. Okay, Bill, y'all went real quiet. Why y'all looking at me? You know, that sounds odd to tongue talkers. I've had people, when I'm preaching, I start speaking in tongues, they've got up and walked out. I'm like, but I want you to understand, it's time for you to start understanding it. It's time for you to start practicing. If he gave you the gift, you're going to need it. And in the time you're in now, he better be your cup of coffee. We had better get back to this thing. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Would that have had anything to do with why he was successful in ministry? I believe it was. And I think it's time for the church to spend a whole lot more time. And I'm not talking about you sitting in a position at home to where you go home and you get in your chair and you get your hands, you lay your Bible and you get, oh, and take off talking in tongues and that's it. I'm talking about a life, a life. I looked at my phone the other day and it had a something in it. Justin gave me his Apple phone and I'm still having trouble with that thing because I went from the, the, the droid to an Apple and 
and, and I'm, I'm still fighting with it a little bit. But it had this little bar, and it says, you spent two and a half hours on your phone. And I went, I did not. <laughs> but over the course of the day, I did. Texting, talking, people sending me videos. Yeah, watch that. You know, you listen to 10 or 15 minutes. At the end of the day, I had two and a half hours on a stupid machine. I wonder what would happen if we would do that with the Holy Ghost and quit waiting on a spiritual, special time. You get in your car and truck, riding down the road. Now, let me help you with something. We live in the United States of America, and you live in Florida. You know what's good about Florida? Everybody lives in Florida. Chinese, Russians, Germans, Puerto Rico. And then the other good thing is, you can get you, put your finger in your ear like you're talking to someone. Who are you talking to? My father. You know, nobody's paying any attention to you. You know, I watched somebody walk down the airport one day and they were just talking. And I thought, who's he talking to? And it dawned on me, he's on the phone. But he thinks the guy is, he has to holler. And he's, you know. But that's becoming normal to our society for people to walk around talking. And so, you know, just put a little flair to it. Make it sound Spanish. Or the Godfather. I'm being partially funny, but mostly serious. So he told us, build yourself up. Let's read the rest of this. Beloved, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Now listen, you have faith in God, but can your faith be enriched? All right, let's talk about power for a moment. When we talk about building ourselves up, very often we use the terms, you're empty, you need to get full. That would be like a gas tank. But the horsepower on the engine doesn't change because your gas is empty or full. Is that all there is? I don't think so. I think there's more in there than that. I think he's talking about enriching it so that the power is increased. Now, I'm going to tell you a story, and all of you young people are going to have to ask the older people what it is I said when I was growing up, we had Coleman lanterns, and it didn't have a bottle. You spun on it, and it lit. It had gas you put in it, and then you, you, you put it in, and you went, and you pumped it. Now, I remembered when I was a kid growing up, we'd be sitting around the, the camp, and all of a sudden, the light would go down. And you could see the lantern lit on the table, and you couldn't hardly see anybody sitting around you. Somebody would walk up to it, pop the thing out, and pump it. They're increasing the light. <laughs> okay, y'all, you didn't get that at all. I think sometimes you just need a little pump. Get your light going, a little bit because somebody needs to see Jesus inside of you because right now you ain't hardly lighting up your bedroom much less anything else around you so let's go back to this uh, this analogy that I had and and talk about something does anybody in here know what uranium 235 is 
Uranium-235 is a substance of uranium that has been enriched to become nuclear. And a nuclear submarine with a uranium-235 the size of a baseball will run a nuclear sub for years. Do you think that's a lot of power? That's a lot of power. Do you think that God is less than uranium-235 or greater? By far, right? So if you've got a uranium, you enriched, enriched only 2% to run a submarine the size of a city with hospitals and cafeterias and beds and probably a thousand soldiers. If, it, if, if something that tiny could run a sub, what do you think God, the Holy Ghost inside of you, is capable of doing? But it doesn't work until it's enriched. The Bible says your faith is enriched by the Holy Ghost. So what's happening is sometimes your faith is at a level and you need it up and we're trying to pick up a Bible and read it when the Holy Ghost said you need to just build yourself up in the whole most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost and keep yourself in the love of God. So I think it's very possible for the body of Christ once we learn this and start obeying this, start praying in the Spirit, we're going to see a whole lot more of God in your life and this nation if the church would just get her act together. So the Holy Ghost tagged me the other night and said, I'm your cup of coffee. And he ain't talking about just caffeine either. Now, what do you think happened with Jesus down in the region of the damned? What do you think it looked like for the Holy Ghost? Remember the guy, the Holy Ghost? He made the heavens and the earth. He made the sun. He made the star. He made the solar system. And you're walking around going, he's living inside of you. And you're defeated. Are you out of your mind? So Jesus has died on the cross, died not only physically, but separated unto God, gone in the region of the damned, made, paid the price of your sin, and then God looks at, at the devil and goes, I, I know why you got David and I know why you got Moses, but you might want to explain to me why you have my son. And he, he's, got, he's got a man in hell illegally and gave God the right to come down. And Jesus was only born again. But there was enough power in the new birth to raise him from the dead and catch his body on the way back. And right now he's the first begotten from the dead, which means the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you. And you're sitting around here telling me you've got a problem with the devil when he had to throw off every demon in hell and come out of there like a rubber ball off the bottom of the ocean. Folks, that's a lot of power. Somebody say, <laughs> See, he gave us this power, and we've been sitting around here going, we need some power, Jesus, we need some power. And God's going, we gave you the Holy Ghost. All right. Now, before you start worrying about what people think, you lost your reputation the moment you walked through those doors. 
It is gone. You're one of us. You might as well just dive right on in. Hallelujah. One day I want to, there's something I do in the Bible school and I, and I get to do it. Talk about the day that the guy died in India and I got to lay hands on him and raise him from the dead. Folks, you, you mm. now you're just looking at your hand and going, yeah, that was good. This guy dies next to me and I said, what do you want me to do? He said, tell him to come back. I wish I went, come back in Jesus' name. He goes, I don't feel good. And I went, no joke. <laughs> I mean, I had his hand, arm in my hand. He felt like cold chicken. And he had just fallen over and killed over dead. And I don't, don't, don't think. Act. You'll talk yourself out of that. Yes, yeah, true. But I'm there was another boy in the Bahamas one time, and they, they brought him in, and he had drowned. And he's a little kid about this tall. He's not very tall. A little old, little old uh, Bahamian boy. And he bring him to the, to the crusade, and, and he had, half his body wasn't working. And so he came forward to get saved, and he came up, and I said, you, you, you know, what do you want? He goes, and I said, well, it looks like you need a healing. And I said, what happened? He said, well, I drowned, you know, in the ocean, and they brought me up, you know, I was like this right now. And I reached over, and I just laid my hands on him. Took authority over all that in Jesus' name. Well, I didn't think anything about it. He prayed and got born again. I didn't think anything about it. I'm back over in Eleuthera, Eleuthera and, and, and um, under the fig tree. About two, three years later, we're back in there preaching. This big, tall kid, this, this, this big, walks up to me. Do you remember me? I went, nope. He said, well, I used to be this tall. I went, okay. He said, do you remember the boy that drowned? And I said, yeah. He said, I am he. I went, Hallelujah. I'm going to patent that. <laughs> See, I can tell you stories like that all day long. You, do y'all know who you are? Do you have any idea what you're walking around with? Come on. The reason it doesn't seem real to you is you're not spending enough time praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to tell you on myself. I'll tell on myself. I've had times when I've started off. Okay, I'm going to come over here and preach. Ain't nobody over here. Anybody in here ever just started off so dry, you're thinking, uh, you know, about a half hour into that, you're like, where's the devil? You know what I'm talking about? And yet you can't walk by your feelings. You've got to walk by faith. You've got to believe this is true. You ready for another scripture? Let me finish this one. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. I'm just going to say this. If you're having trouble with your love walk, pray in the spirit. Because every once in a while I'll get grumpy and Lisa goes, have you prayed today? <laughs> Never mind. I'm nice when I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I think everybody's nice. I like everybody. And I, have, and I don't have any problems with people in traffic creeping. But let me get in my truck and, and I'm not full of the Holy Ghost. Go back up north. <laughs> Never mind. I didn't think y'all would appreciate that at all. Go to Isaiah 40. Say we're enjoying this. 
I'm trying to get you to use your faith. Isaiah 40. I'm answering a question for you today because people have had this why. Why is it that, that I'm praying and speaking the word and it isn't working? You might need your faith enriched. You might need to build yourself up. Get your faith back up there. I know faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But Paul didn't say, I speak in tongues more than you offer nothing. Isaiah 40, verse 29, he gives power to the weak and those who have no might, he increases strength. I don't think he's talking physical here, even though it appears to be. And it may be, it may be physical for the simple reason that if you want your physical strength to increase, you might want to work on the guy in the body. You know, I've looked at people like Mark Hankins. How old is he? 68 now? 20, 12 nations a year at his age. He's praying in the Holy Ghost. Because your body does not do 12 nations at 68 without being full of something. Amen. And he's off preaching in somebody's church almost every night. And I'm going, he's, he's praying in the Holy Ghost a lot or something. And maybe I need to pray in the Holy Ghost because I'm still trying to figure out whether to go jogging or not. <laughs> he gives power to the weak and those who have no might, he increases strength. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Even youths or young people, even faint or weary, young men will fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and mount up with wings like an eagle, run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Well, the word wait right there is the Hebrew word waiter. Those who minister to the Lord shall increase their strength. Or swap. The word renew is the Hebrew word trade or swap. That's kind of like you plugging your cell phone in and going, this thing is dead. Well, hook up to something bigger than the cell phone and get that battery back up where it needs to be. Now, let's go over another little scenario that maybe we need to talk about. In the book of Genesis, it says there's two great lights. How many of you know only one of them's lit up? The other one's a rock. It is lit up depending on whether it's facing or it can see the sun. And so we say, well, have you seen the moon tonight? Isn't it beautiful? And, they, and the Bible calls it the light in the night and it has no ability of its own. I believe that's a type of Jesus and the church. We're the lesser light. He's the greater light. And to the degree that we're facing him and in his presence, we're lit up. Some people look like a sliver at night. Nah, man, we see you ain't looking at no sun. But I believe that's what that's for. I think God uses the heavens to teach us the Bible, to show us things in. So we might be the lesser light, but I'm going to tell you something. You can, get, you can get in his face and you'll light up just like he's lit up. So sometimes that we need to hook up to God because he, his power doesn't diminish. But we've got to hook up and stay hooked up. And instead of charging just one day, and put your cell phone on a charger when you're riding down the road and keep it at 
it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait for it to go dead and then look around and go, I can't call, I got to call you back, my phone's dead. I'd love to come pray for you, but I'm dead. <laughs> now don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Even young people faint and are weary. Now this means that you have to quit calling me an old man. Never mind, now y'all don't appreciate my humor at all. Renew our strength and mount up with wings like an eagle. And I'm going to tell you something about the eagle, and I know y'all have heard this. There's a point that an eagle gets to the place where his beak and his feathers are worn out. And he no longer can fly like he did when he was young. If he will molt, that means he's got to go up on a ridge and beat his beak off. He's got to pull his feathers out. And pull his and beat his beak off. That means other eagles have to feed him, or he'll die. And once he does, his feathers grow back like he's young, and his beak grows back like he's young, and in his old age, he's stronger than he was. Yeah, that's good. He's trying to give you an analogy that if you'll separate unto God, your best days are ahead of you. Just go get all that old beak off you, pull all that old junk off you, and spend some time with God, and he'll renew your strength like an eagle's. And when that dude, he's now got the wisdom of age and the strength of youth, that's one bad bird. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm trying to be funny. I'm going to get a machine. <laughs> Go to Isaiah 28 now. Are y'all okay with praying in the Holy Ghost in church? Yes. Now, if you're here today and that's odd to you, come up at the end of the service and get filled with the Spirit. It is a gift for you and take advantage of it. Now, you know, I know Christians that aren't, don't speak in tongues. I also know Christians that have never seen a miracle. Don't shout me down. Well, the reason that, had, that day didn't pass, you just, you just never got full of God. You're born again, yeah, you're going to heaven, yeah, thank you, Jesus. But, but is that all you want out of life is just know you're going to heaven or would you actually like to be used by God? Wow. Isaiah 28, 11. With stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people, whom he said, this is the rest with which you cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing, not a vacation. <laughs> then what's the next thing? Yet, they would not what? We don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want it all to be God. I don't want it to be my responsibility. I don't want it to be up to me to build myself up. Well, your spiritual life is up to you. In the new birth, God fixed everything you couldn't. And he never touched what you can change. He left it to you. So is there a God side and a man side to your redemption? There is. I'm not saying you're not born again. If you get born again, you're truly born again and on your way to heaven. 
But if you want your soul saved and you want to walk in wisdom and you want to walk in the anointing, you're going to have to pray in the Spirit. That's why Jesus said, don't even leave Jerusalem. Even Jesus couldn't operate without him. Say, wow. Say it backwards. Say it upside down. Okay, y'all, let's... So with a, now some of y'all are going to walk out of here. Was he trying to be funny? And I want you to say he was trying. He was trying. He was just trying. With the stammering lips and another tongue, he'll speak to his people. And he said, this is the rest. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing like getting so drunk. There's nothing like getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. I had a time in this church. When I first started pastoring, it was hard on me. I don't think I was mature enough for them. They weren't mature either, but I wasn't ready for them. And so one night, on a Wednesday night, I sat in that chair in the old building, and I said, I quit. I quit. I'm leaving, and I'm never coming back in this church again. Unless you do something now. Now, I don't know whether y'all have been around Christians, but some of them are a pain. <laughs> Holy Ghost hit me in the top of my head. I fell out and nobody laid hands on me. Rodney wasn't anywhere near. Nor Brother Hagen. And I fell out, and Lisa remembers the night, I fell out in the floor. People, Wednesday night, people were leaving. And I laid there and got drunk in the Holy Ghost. A lady walked up to me and looked at me and said, Does Brother Hagen know you're doing this? She don't want to know what I'm thinking. You're the reason I'm down here filled with the Holy Ghost. You ugly thing, you. And what God did to get me back was to get me full of Holy Ghost. I got up off the floor and went, I'll give you one more week. <laughs> Amen. I quit every Sunday. And people thought Monday was my day off, and I just started taking it as a day off. I still quit every Sunday. I quit. I just ain't. No, I don't really. But I'm going to tell you something right there. The way God fixed it, the way God fixed me was to get me full of God. Now, I didn't, do, I didn't pray it up that night. He just said, I'm going to give it to you as a gift. Bam, and I'm down. And sometimes you've got to get in a meeting and let him just bam, knock you out and fill you up, you know. But why would he do that? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Amen. Someone says, well, I don't think I need all that Holy Ghost stuff. Yeah, you do. And he ain't stuff. He's a person. All right, let's look at another one. How are we doing for time? Woo, we're doing great. I'll have you all out of here before the Baptist. No, I won't. They will leave in exactly 11 minutes and 27 seconds. Are y'all all right? I don't have a schedule is what I'm saying. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's go there. <laughs> we got a bunch of these young people. We're going to take them out to Mark's meetings. I'll tell you what. I love doing that. I mean, sometimes you just got to run aisles and jump pews and scream and holler and shout and just get full of God. Ephesians chapter 5. 
Let's start with verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly and not like a fool, but as wise. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Amen? Amen. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. People always go, what is the will of God for my life? I go, I don't know. Why don't you sit down and pray in the Holy Ghost? And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself, one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Like I said earlier, uh, I was, and I were used to work uh, an apartment complex, and when I work around people, you get to, you know, I, I'm, I don't even work in the secular world anymore. But I wished I did sometimes because you all are closer to ministry than I am. Yeah. But when I was working in apartments as a maintenance man, I'd walk around singing in the spirit. Well, I was singing one day, it sounded like Hebrew. And the guy asked me, he says, are you a rabbi? And I went, ah, kind of. <laughs> and he said, I said, why? He goes, well, I hear them, I hear the rabbi singing like that in New York all the time. And I'm singing. Amen. I don't know what I'm singing. But I'm going to tell you something. When you work a secular job, you need to be doing something. But at, even when I work construction, I sang and prayed in the Holy Ghost all day long. If they're going to cuss, I'm going to pray in tongues. They ain't, worried about, they ain't worried about me hearing what they're saying. They can hear what I'm saying. And they'll say, who are you talking to, Morgan? I go, well, it ain't you. I've got to tell you a story one time. It didn't turn out good, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. I had a boss named Bobby one time, and I'm always talking to him about Jesus, and his wife was praying for him to get saved. And he said to me one day, he said, Morgan, I don't ever want to hear you tell me about Jesus ever again as long as you live. I said, okay. I said, can I sing? He says, sing all you want to. I said, thank you. Amazing grace. He fired me that day. <laughs> he did. He really did. He, I left his crew and never got back. But I was a smart aleck. But it's okay. God takes care of smart alecks. Don't do it. Just don't do everything I tell you I did. But I'm going to tell you, the greatest, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me as a born-again Christian is to be filled with the Holy Ghost speaking to us. I cannot tell you the times I had no idea what to do. I'm faced with something, and I don't know what to do. And if I wasn't able to pray in the Spirit, I'd have never come out of it. That time that I was in my cabin, we were a court, we we had lost fifty thousand dollars. I the, the doctor had just said I had a, a congestive heart failure and a year to live. Lisa got sick. Justin's car blew up. Josh's car blew up, and that's just a few things that happened that week. We're about to lose everything, and I'm waking up at four in the morning and I'm scared. I don't know what to do, and I'd wake up, and I'd go in the living room and just sit. And pray in the Spirit. It says in Romans 8, 26, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, all things work together for your good. You can't take that scripture if you're not praying in tongues. And God took the house. We had, we had, we had put a quarter of a million on a house. And the bank wouldn't touch us. And God brought me a man 
that loaned me the money and gave me a first loan. And then he helped me with my heart so that, well, that was been 10 years ago and I was supposed to be dead, so apparently that didn't work out. That's been 15 years ago. How long? 15 years ago. Just don't think I'm ready to die right now. I've just got too much to do. So we got the cars fixed and we got the loan and we got out of that. But I'm telling you, and I wished I could just look at you and tell you how many times I've sat and go, I have no idea what to do. And I would just sit and pray in the spirit. And he'd either show me or give me the knowledge in me that's taken care of. And I'm on, I don't know how anyone who doesn't pray in tongues is making it. Because I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, and I'm tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy roller. And we're headed into a time in America right now, it is time for the church to get full of God. Amen. Amen. It's true. And everybody's sitting around going, I'm waiting on the Lord. Stop waiting. I don't have time to, I waited on him long enough. I said, I wait on you long enough. I'm moving out without you. Not without you, but. So this scripture, and I want you to think about this because you're going to start hearing this more on Sunday morning. During worship, I may just take off singing in tongues. Follow me. Don't just sit there and go, I don't feel like it. Well, that might be why you need to pray in the spirit because you don't feel like it. Do it by faith. Amen. I think if we're going to be a charismatic church, I think it's time for the gifts of the Spirit to come back in the church. Amen? Amen. Amen. And how many, how many of y'all in here have been in meetings where the Holy Ghost got so thick, miracles were just popping? I've been in them. Well, we're not waiting on God. I think it's time for the church to come in with the attitude it's Sunday. It's the first day of the week. Let's go worship God. Let's go spend some time with God. I get all of my sermons praying in tongues. All of them. The few that I preached that I didn't, they didn't sell. Nobody, don't ever do that again. You got that out of a book. I don't know how to function without him. I don't know how to function without him. We were never supposed to. So I'm just going to say this and I'm going to close. Let me read one more scripture in Ephesians chapter 3 a prayer that you can pray over yourself. And then, and, and starting today would be a good prayer. 314, for this reason I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me just pray this over us. Yes. Father, for this reason I bow my knee today, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant us that are in this church right now and watching by internet, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might a mighty power through his spirit inside of our inner man, that Christ would dwell in our heart by faith, that we would be rooted and grounded in agape love and able to understand, comprehend with saints the width, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that those of us in this church right now would be filled with the fullness of God. Now, sir, to you who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that's working inside of us, to him be glory in the church by Christ in all generations forever, ever. Amen. Amen. Great prayer to pray over yourself, but pay attention to the fact that it's according to the power working in you. If it isn't working, 
It's just dominant, guys. Um, the Spirit of God has led me that on Sundays for a while to stay on the subject of the Holy Ghost. He gave him to us because we need him. I, want to, I don't know whether, how he's going to lead me, but I want to spend some time talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Yes. You know, it's not just for church. I've had God give me tongues and interpretation over jobs, over things I'm doing at work to answer how to fix things. We're not supposed to be limited. Yeah. I've had him tell me where the fish are and the deer. Um, he helps me hunting. He helped me find a wife. It was, it, I'm telling you, I had a word of knowledge one day over Lisa. And the Holy Ghost said to me, this is your next wife. Uh, folks, we're supernatural. We're supposed to be operating. So we're not supposed to be in the dark. We're supposed to know beyond our intellect. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.